0: Hey, it's Lori. I can't believe it's already March. Well, I'm recording this a couple of days early, but I have to let you know that March is a very special month. It's my birthday month, but it also was my father's birthday month. And when I was little, we would celebrate our birthdays together. And, um, I think he actually had to wait till my birthday, which is towards the latter part of the month. So, um, a good sport that he is waiting to celebrate with me. So on his birthday on March 1st, I'm hoping to spend some time in the mountains. My father grew up in West Virginia. And one of my favorite memories is when he took me on a road trip to West Virginia. And, you know, the time we spent uh, with his family and then also walking in the mountains and on the mountain roads. And I would pick up limestone rocks and he would talk to me about them. And those are memories that I truly cherish. And uh, for me, celebrating his birthday in the mountains is something that is truly special to me. And then, of course, be my birthday month, like what better gift than hiking socks? And so I got to tell you that this episode is kind of also my gift to you because you know, socks are like a hiker's like dream, right? Like we can't get enough socks. I mean, we hated it as kids, but as adults, we love having more hiking socks. So when I connected with Brian and Jennifer of Easy Wind Outfitters, I just really was interested in knowing their story and to know more about their merino wool socks. So I have a, a couple of pairs of the socks and I really love the cushion ones and uh I'll be wearing those on my hike um out in the mountains. So um I love everything about them. The color scheme, uh the cushion just really cool. And like I said, as my gift to you, you can also get 15% off. So I will have a link in the show notes, but you can order and use hike15 as your code. And hopefully you enjoy those socks just as much as I am going to out on the trail. So let's get into my conversation with Brian and learn more about his inspiration and his time growing up. Spending summers off the Appalachian Trail with his grandparents, who are like the original trail angels, and and how that kind of led to his business with his wife. So, take a listen to my conversation with Brian. I'm here with Brian Eschbach. Hey, Brian.
1: Hey, how you doing today, Lori?
0: I'm doing well. And uh, so you're calling from outside of Richmond, Virginia. Yes, ma'am. How's Virginia? How's Richmond area treating you right now? I heard I heard it's cold.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cold. We had some snow yesterday, and we we're calling for a couple inches tonight, which is unseasonable for us. And it'll be on the ground for a couple hours, and probably melt all tomorrow. So we'll we'll be clear again.
0: <laughs> well, um, well, it's great to meet you and. I'm excited to learn more about you and your story. Um, so you are one of the, the owners of Easy Wind Outfitters. So I'm excited to kind of hear all about that. But but first I want to know more about you and kind of uh, your your background and your backstory um, and how it relates to hiking.
1: Yeah, I started, my, my grandparents had a cabin, a, a summer cabin on the Appalachian Trail right outside of Allentown, Pennsylvania. And we would spend a few weeks up there every summer and didn't really know what we had right next to us. It was just a bunch of people that would walk by and we just didn't really realize we were you know, less than 10 years old at the time. And then as we got older and my grandmother <laughs> explained to us what the, we would go walk on the trail, but we had no idea that it was the Appalachian trail. It was just a walk in the woods for us, my brother and I, and you know, over the years, people would stop and talk to my grandmother and she would give them a hot meal. And we didn't really understand that either for a while then. when like, she they were through hiking, eating
0: these stinky people yeah. that are coming over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. People just wander around and then they come wandering out of the woods. And, yeah. you know, my grandmother was talking to them and, you know, we, we weren't afraid, but you just, it was just kind of odd. And, uh, you know, they, she didn't have running water or anything either, but she had more than they were carrying. So they would come and get something to eat, take a break. And, you know, there was some natural springs around the back of her cabin in the woods that she pointed them to, so they could get water, and you know, kind of refuel for the night. And, uh, you know, as we got older, we started hiking more on the trail and and just, uh, you know, kind of figuring out what it was. And, um, so that's how we got introduced to that and it was it was good you know it was real it was good we had a lot that we didn't even know it so it was fun
0: yeah it sounds like your uh grandmother uh really enjoyed kind of meeting all the different people that came through you know gave her a chance to to chat probably and kind of hear their stories as well
1: yeah she was uh you know had a good personality so i'm sure people came wandering out of the woods and they saw white-haired lady they didn't know what they were getting into but (laughs) they probably got an earful from her and you know she learned their story and you know you know it was all all good for everybody so it was nice.
0: Yeah and you know nowadays it's a lot different you know everyone you know there's apps that tell you like go here for trail magic (laughs) you know go here you know and you but back then you know it was it was word of mouth and you know, going on to the next town, meeting other hikers, or if someone was hiking the other way from you, you know, you were chatting, saying, oh, this family over here, they're pretty welcoming and, you know, and and so on. So, so that's, you know, such a different kind of change from, you know, through the, I guess, through the decades, you know, as, as we've, uh, as the trail has grown. Yeah.
1: He was delivering, you know, trail magic before trail magic was cool. You know, yes, love it. <laughs> she didn't, <Yes. laughs> didn't even know what she was doing, so it was kind of, it was kind of old school.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, so, is the property still in your family now?
1: No, she passed away, and uh, some neighbors uh, purchased it from us. So it's still kind of p- owned by people that we know, and the AT's been moved a couple miles up the mountain near Hawk Mountain that takes you right up to the pinnacle the pinnacle hike is like a. what i've been reading is a pretty heavily trafficked loop that people from the city go up there for like friday saturdays you know so the trails moved up a little bit and um so it's kind of not the same but it's it's close
0: yeah yeah no i mean it's it, it's kind of sad you know that the trail moved um you know and that you you don't get that same experience but um but yeah what what great memories of your youth to have you know,
1: yeah, it was good, it was good.
0: I looked out on your your guys's website easy wind outfitters, and you have all the the photos through the years <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah you know, the sign of the times you you can tell the era um so you know you said you you know you grew up uh you know being able to take summers at you know your grandparents' cabin, but then. But then you got to Colorado. So um, so tell me a little bit about your time in Colorado.
1: I did. I uh, went to culinary school when I graduated high school and I got an internship out in Denver. So I I've been out there. I stayed at my uncle's house. He lives a little south. Did my internship and got to play around Red Rocks and a little bit of the lower mountain range trails. And I came home. And I went back three more times and got to Summit County and worked the ski lifts and did all the seasons. So that kind of got me out there. But I was by myself. Not by, by myself, but I didn't have any friends out there that came with me. So I just met people from all over the world out there that go up to the big mountains and work seasonally, and you have a good time. And everybody's outside is having having fun. And the West is a people are excited to be there. It's not like a Humdrum area. People are real happy to be outside and <laughs> yes. always doing things, biking, bus travel's free. So people are always moving around. It's a lot of fun.
0: So what brought you back to the East Coast? Did you just kinda come home after your internship or
1: Yeah, I just got, you know, I was far from the beach and my friends and my family. so I just came back and, you know, just I would, I would love to be out there, but it was just far. It's expensive.
0: Yeah. And so you spent um, some time on the Virginia section of the ATs.
1: Yeah, we did a ton. We we did a ton on the, on the, in the Virginia. We have 500 and some miles. We've probably done about half over the years. And we would just go up on like a Friday night, like tonight, like we would get off work and get like three or four guys and pick out a trail on the way up the mountain on a paper trail and just spend the night Friday into Saturday, come back on a Sunday and Usually it was wintertime, cold, and so we got to see a lot because it was, the leaves were off the trees, there wasn't a lot of people out there, and it was a great time.
0: And, you know, that was back, you know, like, probably without cell phones, without GPS, without, oh, yeah. you know, service, so, like, you just tell your loved ones, okay, um, go into the woods for the weekend, see you in a few days. Yeah,
1: we left Friday, and we didn't, you know, talk to anybody until Sunday night, we got back, and. You know those photos that you see on the website were taken on a little point-and-click cameras. You know we didn't we didn't have any phones or anything. So well, well, we don't have a lot of pictures of those times.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm from that that era too, and it's like, well, you know, sometimes it's good not to have the photos. <laughs> you yeah, know, exactly. no record, no record exists. Is there a record? <laughs>
1: I forgot about half of the stuff that we probably did or half yeah. the stuff that we saw. You know, people ask me about trails I've been on, and you know, I'm like, maybe, maybe not. You know,
0: I don't remember so, that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, we we did we didn't really yeah. care. We just picked the loop, and you know, just tried different things, and it was just a just a carefree time. And you know, I probably wouldn't go camping tonight if I had a choice. It was 20 degrees out, but back then yeah. it was fun.
0: And yeah, and so then you know, then you met your wife. So you met Jennifer, and uh, it sounds like she wasn't. Uh, Maybe, you know, she she didn't have the same uh, passion towards uh, sleeping on the dirt as you, but yeah. <laughs> you, uh, you said you eased her in.
1: Yeah, she wasn't up for it. I, I took a few years off from being outside and we kind of working on some other things. And then, you know, it's just I had to get back to it. And then I just took her out a little bit, a little bit and, you know, did a little car camping to kind of get her into the tent and you know being outside all night all day you know whatever the temperature is and you know now she loves it and we go mountain biking and then our son you know we're trying to get him to appreciate it as well it's fun getting new people to to get out there and then and see what's really out there when you get off the off the highway and out of the campground and you know take a couple hours walk and see different things that some people don't get to see
0: yeah. Yeah. So do you guys have like a favorite kind of local campground or trail that you head out to just, you know, for something close by?
1: Yeah, we have Pocahontas State Park, which is like half an hour from us. And it's a really nice state park with like 50 mountain bike, 50 miles of mountain bike trails and some hiking trails. So we have that real close that we hit pretty, pretty often because of the mountain biking. And um it's close. So we don't have to worry about traveling too far. And then, um, The Appalachian Trail, where most of our trailheads are about an hour and a half away. So nothing's too far.
0: So, how did you guys even like think about like getting into the whole like clothing, you know, socks world? Like, where did that idea come from to say, oh, like this, this is something that we would like to do?
1: Yeah, it kind of developed. It started a couple, maybe like two and a half, three years ago, just sitting around in the backyard fire pit talking about how we can, you know, make a living, but still while playing, trying to be outside all day and make a living. And then we talked about hiking socks. It just kept coming back up every, you know, the weekends we have a fire pit out back and just, it just kept coming up. And then we just kind of, we started designing things, just talking out loud and, you know, really developed, you know, we started talking to hosieries and, you know, like we could do this, you know, we did our research, and it just kind of happened, which is you know it happened naturally, so that's why we kind of just went all in because it wasn't like a forced a forced project, you know it was a lot of fun and so you know, we just hit it hard and hopefully it works out
0: as a hiker, you right know, like socks are just it's so funny because you know the joke you know you always see, especially around Christmas time, is like. When you're a kid, you get socks, you know, everyone's unhappy. And then like, as a hiker, as an adult, you're like, woohoo, like this is, exactly. this is what, I, and and I, yeah, I'm like, I'm always about the socks. Like, okay, what, what other, you know, socks can I get? And, and I, you know, because they take a beating, you know, so you want something right. that, you know, your feet need to feel good when you're, you know, on the trail. So what are some of the like things that you guys thought of? Because you already had that experience and I'm sure you had stories of like, man, the socks that I'm wearing just suck <laughs> and you know, it's you know, yeah. causing blisters and whatever. So, you know, or or rubbing the wrong way. So what kind of you know, what were some of those, I guess, brainstorming things that you guys talked about?
1: The biggest part was just finding the material. So we chose Merino, has got tons of, of fantastic properties for socks, especially for hikers and people that are moving around. So that was the first part was what are we going to make the socks out of and try to, you know, keep everybody comfortable because we never really had a lot of fancy socks on our backpacking, and, and now that we have good socks, the difference is night and day. So we've been pleased with what we've come up with. But it's pretty much the merino is what makes it all happen. You know, so it's natural. <laughs> it's, just, it's natural comfort. So it's kind of does its own thing.
0: And so Marina will like, and this was something that um, actually when I was chatting with uh, my boyfriend earlier about just, you know, doing this interview, one of the things that came up was wondering about, you know, wasn't that at some point like Marina was, you know, more difficult to, I guess, get or through the years, I guess now it seems pretty commonplace in the industry. So I guess what, I guess, what are things that you're doing to like source it? I guess which which wool to go after you know it, it just sounds so it's just an interesting topic, you know,
1: yeah, we talked to Jennifer contacted probably a dozen hosieries all across the country, and we got samples from everybody and you know and and you know, just like you said, when you say a wool hiking sock from twelve different people, it's twelve different things, you know it's not like it's a standard where. So we had to find a guy that had the best wool that actually could produce a hiking sock and not just a sock to put on with your pajamas, you know, your typical fat gray, slouchy wool sock. It's also about the ratio of the wool to the other the other ingredients to in the sock so that it performs well. So that's that was the hard part. That took about a year to find a hosiery that had all those components to work for
0: us. Wow. I mean, yeah, I was just thinking there is a lot of stuff that goes into your, de- you know, decision making. Also, there's like factors of keeping your feet, uh, keeping them dry as well. Like w- what kind of uh, properties does Merino will have?
1: And it's got tons. It's the, the moisture wicking is a good one to resist odor, yeah, you know, antibacterials. <laughs> you know, so
0: yeah, these are socks
1: you can wear for four or five days on end and you won't, they won't get funky. Uh-huh. You know, and and they'll you know wick the moisture in the summer, keep you warm in the winter. And if you do a creek crossing and you get wet, the thermal properties are still there. So you know they've got they've got tons of of things that work well for hikers and people that are outside because of the natural wool itself. I mean, just the everything just kind of works for your for your favor with with the product. So as long as, you know, if you have too much wool though, it get, it get weird on you. But if you have the right amount, we have I think we have 50 or 55% Merino and then the rest of the stuff kind of keeps the sock together and up. So, you know, it works well for physical activity.
0: Oh, okay. That's a good point. Cause yeah, I have tried, I got to tell you, um, I'm not, you know, it's not, I don't like to admit this, but like I did order one time, these like, Oh, these are wool socks off Amazon. Oh, worst decision ever. Like, they, they don't, like, they pilled up, like, immediately. Yeah. Like, you know, just yeah. that kind of didn't, yeah, we're, like, too thick, too scratchy. Just, like, something where you just don't want to wear out on a, you know, on the trail. So I understand where you're coming from, where you needed that kind of perfect intersection of what's good for the athletic piece, but then also from um you know like you said the anti uh bacterial you know moisture wicking um you know the odor you know protecting kind of thing too yeah and it's it's sustainable as well, so you know it kind of works for everybody mhm so so your socks are made in the u s a
1: yes yeah. absolutely made they're made in Colorado,
0: okay, and what's the lifespan on them?
1: We're hoping, you know, a lifetime is what we have on our website and we're standing behind them. We just,
0: That's you know, awesome. I guess
1: time will, time will tell, you know, mm-hmm. get out there and beat them up. And, you know, hopefully people will let us know where we stand with that. Because, you know, right now we're all kind of starting out together.
0: So how should you take care of them? We recommend washing them
1: inside out with cool water. Okay. And then just laying them flat to dry without we're keeping them out of the dryer. And, um... Most of the hosieries that we talk to all recommend that process inside out and lay them flat to dry. Oh,
0: that's, yeah. Well, that's good to know because (laughs) I can tell you I've tossed a few mine in the dryer, most of them. So (laughs) what about like, do you do anything special with like the toe area to kind of make it a little more? resilient like you yeah,
1: know it's a, it's a seamless toe so you don't mm-hmm. have that seam that's rubbing the top of your foot
0: okay. as you're as
1: you're hiking so it's it's they're really comfortable because you don't have to worry about those points that that rub you raw on a technical trail so pretty cozy
0: how many different varieties do you have right now right or in the works
1: we've got one cushion sock and three uncushioned socks right now we're waiting on a second cushion sock when um, our product gets here. So we have, we'll have five socks total. They're all six-inch hiking socks.
0: Have you kind of dealt with your own supply issues at all through COVID and everything happening right now?
1: Yeah, we're waiting on a black wool that seems to come and go pretty quickly, and our supply, our well, our hosiery can't can't get it. So we're kind of waiting on that. Other than that we've we've been pretty good we've been pretty good,
0: so how are you uh getting the word out like what are some of the um things that you're doing? Are there places that you're trying to partner with
1: we've uh just done the old instagram facebook we've uh, partnered up with another with a non profit in Richmond uh keep Virginia cozy and uh doing some work with them in the future we hope
0: I know keep Virginia and, cozy.
1: Uh, yeah, I think you. I think you talked to Brian.
0: Yes, I did. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, Brian Bell. So we uh we met him
1: New Year's Eve on a night hike. We did a New Year's Eve night hike and ran into him. and You know, been keeping contact with him, and so we've he's got a lot of. He's been around for a few years, so we're doing some things with him in the future. And then we're trying to do some farmers markets and some different events to try to get things out there. So doing what we can, it's just, in the middle of winter, it's, there's not a whole lot of outdoor things going on until the spring, so we're just kind of doing what we can digitally, and just talking to people like you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, get in the, I think sometimes it's just like word of mouth, because from hiker to hiker, you know, of, of saying like, hey, this is what works for me, um, that's right. kind of some of the best uh, testimonials that you can have. You know, the AT will be kicking off soon, too, so, you know, there's opportunities like I think for sure as uh, you know, trail days and all of that, uh, coming up of getting your word out as well as, uh, as hikers come through Virginia.
1: Yeah. We looked at that last weekend. So the middle of May we'll be in Damascus. We hope we're trying to get in touch with the people and we're looking for some through hikers now to wear our products. Cause people should be taking off from Springer mountain here in March or so. So we can, uh, Get our stuff on the trail it'd be, it'd be great
0: yeah definitely and that would uh be a great test bed <laughs> for. <Absolutely>. for <laughs> you can uh have Absolutely. them have them tell you you know okay so after you know wearing it straight for uh 14 days what's uh <laughs> <Right>.
1: <laughs> yeah that's the best way i mean that's what yes. we need to hear we need to get things on people's feet and you know when they get up to virginia you know we have go see them personally and see what's going on and how things, how things look and, you know, make sure we're putting out the best product that we can.
0: So, um, you know, we've talked about the socks, but are there some other products that you're working with as well or um, what you got out there on, at your store?
1: Yeah, we got a couple of uh, wool beaties, uh trucker hat, a hoodie and a couple of t-shirts that we're, that we have with our socks on the website.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's I did see the hat. It's a sweet hat. I like the, uh, I like your logo. It's nice. Thank you. Thank you. So what about personally? Like, um, you know, you talked about it being a little chilly to do any kind of outdoor camping and stuff right now, but do you guys have any adventures planned upcoming?
1: Nothing, nothing on the books like specific, but we definitely can't wait to get things warm enough to get the mountain bikes back out and get up in the woods and, use our own products, and yes. meet some people, and maybe pass out some trail magic of our own. You know, people will start moving around here in another couple months, uh, and then the river will be warming up, so that would be good too.
0: So you talked about Pocahontas State Park, but um, are there, you know, any, like, a couple trails that you'd recommend near the Richmond area or places to to get out?
1: Yeah, Pocahontas is my because it's out of the city. There's some there's some trails that run in Richmond along the river that are that are good trails, but they're they're mountain bike and hiking trails that get kind of kinda jammed up on some busy days. But if you get outside up, you know, hour hour and change from Richmond, you know, the skyline drive and Blue Ridge Parkway starts at sixty four and you can, you know, hike for months out of those areas. So there's this lots of things around. All depends on you know kind of loop you're looking for or if you got people that are experienced, inexperienced or you know, so you got know, lots of choices.
0: Well, it sounds like you got a wealth of opportunity to uh to get those socks on and uh and either get on the bike uh when it warms up or, or get out there on the trail.
1: Yeah, we're excited we're excited.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to trying out a pair of the socks. So I'm looking forward to getting those in the mail and, uh, and I'll give you guys uh, some feedback as well to, uh, to let you know.
1: That's what we need. We don't need anybody to hold back. We need people to wear them and, you know, give them a, give them some real tests, you know, people that we've given them to. I haven't, we need to get some real tests on them and make sure that they say what they do, what they say we're going to do. So. Be great
0: what's uh what's the way that people can check uh your your products out and follow you on social media
1: uh, it's com is the web address
0: okay and then you're and then on
1: instagram okay. instagram facebook all the usual suspects
0: <laughs> yes and i will put links to all of that in the show notes as well oh. so so i appreciate your time today and just chatting with me about socks and you know it's funny as a you know hiker i just nerd out about that stuff right like you know
1: if <laughs> i like... things that are important when you get out when you go on, on a backpack or a, a long hike and you, you really find out what's important halfway through and you don't, you don't forget about it i mean because when you're you know when you're comfortable you don't have to worry about certain things, whatever it is, a jacket or pants, whatever it's, you just, you find what works and you, you stick with it. Your backpack always stays packed with those things. And, you know, it's, it makes things a whole lot more enjoyable when you're not miserable.
0: Yeah. And simplicity too, you know, is if you can like, just know like, okay, I got these, these socks work and I know they work. I can just throw them in there and, you know, it's like, just yeah, just give me something that feels good and does its job, and you know, also, you know, looks nice too. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, so we wanted to make things look kind of look kind of cool because we, you know, we got tired of the gray and the blah hiking socks. So for some people, our pinnacles are a little wild, but I like them. I think they're pretty sweet. Mhm. definitely stick out a little bit. That's good.
0: Yeah. Thanks again, Brian, for sharing your story with me and um, can't wait to share it out with the listeners.
1: You got it. Thanks for having me. I'm glad I got to meet you finally and talk about something cool.
0: Thanks again for listening today. Uh, Make sure to check the show notes so you can have links to learn more about Easy Wind Outfitters. And then don't forget to use the code and order a pair of socks for you or for a special hiker in your life and also you let me know what you think. Give me a shout on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. You can reach me at the hike podcast. And of course, you can always email me hike at gmail.com. So until next time, see you on the trail.